Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. This week's guest is nothing short of amazing. Her name is Cecilia, but she also goes by Sil the Writer, and rightfully so. She is a three-time published author, and as an added bonus, she's also a Houston hottie. Ah. <laughs> On the closeout of Mental Health Awareness Month, Sil and I discuss what it means to be the strong friend. I know y'all have heard that phrase, checking your strong friend, but what does that really mean? And do y'all really be checking on y'all strong friends? I don't know. But Syl gave a great breakdown of her breakthrough, and she was super transparent throughout the entire conversation, which I love and appreciate. Grab a pen, some paper, some tissues, okay? Because we're going to get into some things. Thank you so much, Syl, for being part of this conversation for me. Y'all, let's get into it. Here's Syl. Welcome, Syl, the writer. I'm so excited to have you here today, girl. How you doing? I am great, and I'm so excited, Kira, because I know we've been talking about doing this interview for so long, and yes. I tell people all the time, <laughs> if we use social media for what it's meant for, connecting and networking, the possibilities are endless. You're in Florida. I'm in Houston yes. having this, this conversation right now, so it's amazing. Yes, thank the Lord for a little Zoom and some Wi-Fi, child. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for this, just because I know that mental health is so important, especially for the Black and Brown communities. We got to start having those sort of taboo conversations, and you've been doing that a lot lately. But before we even get into that, because I'm just so ready to jump into this, yes. go ahead and give us a proper introduction of who you are, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So um, my name is Cecilia Smith. Um, I'm artistically known as Seal, S-I-L. You guys, I will not tell you how many mess ups for my name from birth <laughs> until 2020. So three letters, S-I-L is what I what I stick with uh, now that I am a three-time published author. Period. Um, yes, period. <laughs> Thank God. I'm also a co-founder of S2S Press writing services with Lashana Brown. So we're helping a lot of little known authors uh, get their work out there as well. Definitely want to share the wealth. So yes, author, giver, lover, friend, all of those roles. That's me. That's Seal. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to all of those people today. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We're here. All of us. <laughs> Man. So I think that uh, what what excites me the most about the Mental Health Awareness Month is because it gives me an opportunity to meet with other women who are or who have experienced some of the same things that I've experienced. What I found to be super interesting is that even though we're all in different parts of the world, because I've talked to people in Canada, you know, and you're in Houston, and it seems like there's still an underlying theme of not feeling like, we're allowed to tell our story, right? You and I both identify as the strong friend. That's something that I was able to connect with you on a couple of days ago. And I was like, oh my God, still got the same sort of feeling I be having. Absolutely. 
But as you know, with the strong friend, um, it's a person that always, you know, gives advice, always down to listen, help out, solve everybody's problems, and even be a, a comedian if it calls for it, right? We're just, we're all of that for everybody else. But what seems to bother me or what I've learned about being a strong friend is what happens when I need a shoulder? What happens when I can't be the strong friend? Who cries for the strong friend? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, who who does a strong friend go to in a time of need? So I want you to sort of talk about that. What do you think a strong friend is? Like, how do you identify that within yourself? Yeah, so honestly, I feel like it's not a label. One of the labels that I would take for granted or even complain about in the sense that God didn't make everyone the strong friend. So he made, he gave us that gift, that superpower (laughs) within itself. You know, he gave us that superpower for a specific reason, but it is a large load to carry. And I don't believe that everyone really understands. Um, Being a strong friend, you make yourself available all Mm. the time whether it's emotionally, mentally, spiritually, like you said, for entertainment, when they need a laugh, when they need a pet, when they need someone to just pull them in and hug them and comfort them, you, everyone expects to have 24-7 accessibility to you, you know, Mm. for whatever they need. And, you know, I take myself um, in account when I think about this, I love being that giving, that nurturing person for so many people. But like you said, we're human. Yes. Life is happening to us every single day. Um, And sometimes we need that shoulder. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we need a laugh. Sometimes we need someone (laughs) to just pull us in and hold us and say, hey, it's going to be okay. But when you carry that title as being the strong friend, you almost feel like you can't take days off. Like, how are Mm -hmm. they going to operate? How are they going to figure out their lives if I'm on do not disturb to, to tend to myself? It almost it seems like it, chaos, you know, within your friend yeah. circles, within your family, when they can't reach you, when they need you, it's like, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I need you, but it's like, mm-hmm. I need me too. 100%. I agree yes. with that statement. I think that it's for me, when, when I think about the strong friend, I think that it's a role that I've given myself because I've made myself that available and now trying to pull back, which I'm sure we'll get into um, but trying to pull back from being that strong friend, it it's met with resistance because it's like, wait a minute, I'm so used to you being X, Y, and Z for me, and now you're not, and I don't know how to feel about that. How like, to handle what, it. Yeah, so it becomes like me taking my power back from being your, quote, everything, because I, I got to be some things for myself, you know? You have to know what you're doing it for. Like you said, we, some, you know, God gave us this gift to be that end all, you know, be all for everyone. But at the same time, you have to think, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for affirmation or for clap? Exactly. Like, hey, girl, like, I'm, you're, you're, you're that girl for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing it for? Is it because you truly just want the best for everyone? And for Mm -hmm. me, I feel like that's, genuinely just who the type of person I am I want to see everybody win I want to see everybody rediscover themselves and find their happily ever after in life like I want that people so just like you 
I've given myself that role and I do believe that it's truly a superpower, but the weakness comes into play when you can't say, okay, I need a moment. Like you Mm -hmm. guys set those boundaries. Like you, I'm still that person for you. I'm always going to be that person for you. But at this point in time, I have to go save myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, And you have to find strength in that. I think when you get lost in that role of just exhausting yourself for everyone that's when it becomes a weakness but you have to find the strength in the boundaries yeah girl you said that like you like you know what you talk about okay (laughs) you know we've had to find this out and it's a journey here you know every day Mm -hmm. is just like you have to make a conscious effort to balance it's Mm -hmm. all about balance who I am and what I'm giving to everyone else balancing giving that same you know same love and that same uh, compassion and gentleness to myself yeah yes okay so so (laughs) (laughs) tell us about those times though because i know that comes that newfound understanding that acceptance of yourself did not come you know with a bop on the head from the lord okay that came from some some hardships some pain so talk a little bit about that Yes, I definitely will agree with you when you say it didn't just like boom overnight. I didn't wake right. up sit on stand on two feet and was like, I have arrived. <laughs> that was not <laughs> the case whatsoever. It did come with a lot of realizations, a lot of soul searching and a lot of trauma. Honestly, um I will say that I've learned that I cannot save the world before or until mm. I save myself from two, two, two um, traumatic experiences of mine, uh, my best friend was tragically and unexpectedly murdered in 2012. Mm-hmm. And my mom just recently and again unexpectedly passed away last year in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I handled those deaths completely differently. But within both of those experiences, that's when I realized that, hey, you are that strong friend, you are that girl, but you also need some people to be strong for you because you're going to come to a point in your journey where enough is enough, where the mask has to come off, the cape has to go in the closet, and you're going to need some people that will allow you to lean on their shoulder, to allow you to, hey, it's going to be okay and have that vulnerability and that weakness. Um, And so when my best friend got murdered in 2012, you know, I was in college. Um, I was a sophomore in college going into my junior year in college and we had been roommates. It was kind of love at first sight as friendship goes. (laughs) That was my girl. We had, you know, we made plans like we always do. Look at us now in 2020. We always have plans. Um, But I think that's the first time in life where I realized that I'm not in complete control. That at any Mm. point something can happen and it can be the biggest plot twist of your life. And you have to learn how to move forward. Like, is this going to break you or are you going to use it to strengthen you? And at that point, I didn't know um, how strong I would have to be to, to get to this person that I am now. Like, during that time, I still tried to be the strong friend. I wore that mm-hmm. smile. Everyone was like, are you okay? You know, they look at you with that sympathy because they know mm-hmm. that you just experienced something major, but you seem to be handling it so well. Mm, still yeah. going to classes, still checking in on everybody, still, you know, going above and beyond. You know, you're walking around with this glow. They're just like, wow, she's really handling this well. Though in the inside, I was breaking. 
I was angry. I was confused. Mm. I was angry with God. I didn't understand, like, why me? Like, I've been through enough. I finally found somebody who I can connect with. Like, this yeah. was supposed to be someone who we were going to take over the world. And just like in that instant moment, it's all over. So mm. I didn't handle that well at all. And it it actually got to a point to where I did have a a, a really bad breakdown. I had a um, a breakdown because I felt like I was being two people. I felt like, you know, like during the day, I was the strong friend, a superwoman that she can handle it all. She can get through it all. And then at night I would have, you know, anxiety. I was waking up with heat sweats, having nightmares. I had no peace. Sometimes I didn't even want to sleep because I was scared that those images was going to mm. continue to replay in my mind. And I started to resent people because I'm like, I'm crying out, even though I'm not saying it, I'm crying out silently and I'm expecting these people to come save me. But how can they save me when they don't even know that the strong friend needs somebody else's strength? Wow. It's a lot. It really is. And so, um, what what was that? 2012. And so again, I told you, I, I recently lost my mom in 2019 and that's, that moment where I had that breakdown from my best friend, it signified something in me that I was going to have to start being honest about my emotions, my mm. mental stability, <laughs> where I am in, in my days. You know, some days I'm, I'm high and I'm, I'm loving and I'm full of zest and that's okay. But then some days I can't turn on. I can't turn that switch on. Some days I just need to sit still. I need to cry. I might mm-hmm. need to scream in my pillow. I might need to say, God, like, help me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do this alone. And that's also okay. But it yeah. took me breaking completely down and finally being honest with myself that I could not just be everything to everybody without something, even if it was me pouring back into myself um, in return. I, that was my epiphany. That was my turning point that I needed to start being transparent and vulnerable with myself. And I was able to do that with the loss of my mom. I was able to say, hey, I'm not going to run this time. I'm not going to suppress. I'm going to speak up and say, hey, today is not a good day. Like, I I can't, Mm. I can't, I just can't right now. I can't for you. I can't be that person. And surprisingly, people, the people that I love and truly cherish were able to understand that. Like, who knew? They weren't going to walk away like, man, you can't. What you mean you can't save me and save yourself? Like, what, they, they were completely understanding of that. And they were able to step in where I couldn't. Wow. I think that's so important what you said, because that's why I preach on transparency so hard, because it's, it's, it's how you grow, for one, but it's also how you can start to, to mend your own wounds you know no one can help you until you allow yourself to be helped so by you taking off that mask and saying hey I'm not okay I got some real stuff going on right now and I actually need to tend to my my own affairs (laughs) like I can't I can't be everything for you right now and that's so powerful but do you know how many people still choose to be all they can be for everybody and then nothing for yourself for themselves well, I remember a couple years ago, one of my counselors told me that, Kiara, you cannot give from an empty glass. You just can't. She was like, imagine you being a teapot 
and all these people that you're trying to help or be show up for their teacups right so you're pouring a little teacup in there oh you need a little support there you go oh you need a little joke here you go you little joke joke oh you need a little hug here go your hug and i'm just going down the list just pouring my tea pouring my tea down the line and then when it gets to my cup you know time for me to fill up again it's empty droplets going in you know what i'm saying Yep, and when dang. she yes right dry girl desert <laughs> so when she told me that i was like dang that's what it is like how do i fill myself up what am what i, I i'm not i can't give you anything if i'm not getting anything and who's gonna give it to me i gotta give it to myself i gotta reclaim my time and see what i can do for me well, it's almost funny in a way that it, it takes people giving us those analogies and putting mm-hmm. and putting something so uh, difficult into concrete terms, such as teapot, teacup, for us mm-hmm. to finally have that visual like, hey, yeah, I don't have it in me. Like I have, I need something in return. And unfortunately, I I agree. I hate that it had to happen with the losses that I've experienced, but at the same yeah. time, it's, this is growth because I'm going to say something that some people might be like, huh? Like, how do you have this peace? But I will say, had it not happened, mm-hmm. I would not be who I am. Like, I would not be the person who can pour into people and give them hope. Like, Oof. I'm sitting here smiling and talking to you right now, Kiera, because I mm-hmm. lost my mom. I'm sitting wow. here smiling and, and empowering people that, hey, I know it gets ugly in life, but it also has some very, very, very beautiful moments, too, because I lost my best friend back in 2012 and was able to mm. overcome. So yeah. as difficult as it is, I'm not going to lie and say healing is just this skip in the, you know, in the park. It's not. It no. Takes, you know, it takes <laughs> perseverance. It takes you saying, you know, I'm not, no matter how tough it gets, I'm not leaving this kitchen. Like, I'm, I'm going to right. stick out. I'm going to cry. I'm going to do that ugly cry sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm going to do it, but that's okay. You know, I've been through a lot and I need to be gentle with myself, but, but I'm going to, you know, see this thing through. And honestly, I, ugh, I wouldn't wish it on anyone else, but again, mm-hmm. I can honestly say that it's nothing but God that had has allowed me to take loss and turn it into legacy and turn it into, wow. you know, saving other people through yeah. the things that I do, you know, from day to day. So that's huge. Still like, I'm sure some people that's listening right now that don't know what you're talking about. They they cannot relate to something so profound in that way. And I just, even me, I'm like, can I, would I be able to have that same strength? I, I don't know if, if, if I'm that healed up, my, if my healing is that strong yeah. right now for me to be able to turn it around in a way that you did. So Still, you're one of my favorite people. Like, I don't know. I oh can just, just that's that's super that touches me. It really does. But you I know want the beautiful you to, thing, Kira, mm-hmm. is uh-huh. that you know God's intentional and we Very. Met through, you know, you know how we met. Just you know, I was in Florida for a yeah. wedding, and you know, Terry's <laughs> my best friend and also yes. Dante's best friend, but just um, that, uh, she's becoming and, my best oh, yeah, friend. Oh yeah, and Kira's best friend too. You know, we you know, we have that little debate often but (laughs) it's 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 interesting though because we're placed in each other's lives just at the time that we need to be placed in each other's lives not to say that 
your journey has to be that traumatic. But anytime that you need a shoulder, you now have a circle yes. that you didn't have before that yes. can say, Kiara, it's okay. Like, come here, girl. Like, just rest, yeah. like, cry, whatever you need. Like, I got you. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You, girl, you just said something with that because that, I feel like this new space that I'm in with finding my sisterhood, it started with me, so funny, um, going with Terry to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. prior to like that I, I, obviously she was at the wedding and stuff but like that was my first time spending some one-on-one time with her and she's the one who like inspired me to start seeking out a sisterhood because prior to that I'm like I don't know if I really have one like I have my friends you know and things like that but like that of course I can talk to them but just like that core of like people who are just I don't know. I don't want to explain because I don't want to offend anyone with the way that I'm saying it, but Terry showed me that I can have more than just what's in front of me in that way. As far as my friends go, I I didn't know that. I wasn't aware that there was more people that would like to talk to me, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so So when I got to meet her and really get to, you know, hang out with her and Sierra and then I met you, I'm like, oh my gosh, like black girls are winning right now like let's keep it going so now every time I meet someone I'm like girl come on to the sisterhood we got connections over here I'm gonna link you with this person and we're gonna keep this thing going so our village is growing yes (laughs) and I'm so proud of you with the things that you have going on like I see your strength your elevation um just through Instagram just seeing how you're building and building and building and I usually like to save this for the end but I feel it so strongly like you are like my definition of what strength is in this moment and so i i i don't know if i could ever be as strong as you but i so appreciate your strength and your growth because it inspires me to let me know that even on my roughest days i have an example of someone who has gone through way more than anybody should have to go through and they still came out outside they still came out loving god they still came out strong with love in their heart a pep in their step and a vision in their mind, girl. So thank you for being who you are because you inspire so many women by just doing that. Thank so you. thank you. You're so welcome. So tell us a little bit about your newest venture and how you sort of piece together your healing in these three little words that mean a whole lot. So tell us about that. Absolutely. So um Oh, wow. So my latest baby, because it's just like so like I'm loving this conversation and and I'm just (laughs) taken back. So I just had to take a little exhale. (laughs) I threw it on you, girl. Yes. No, it's okay. It's okay. So my latest uh, baby uh, from the concrete uh, reflection and planning journal, I actually created for my 30th birthday. Who knew that uh, 2020, uh, my 30th would look like this? You know, you almost wait your whole life to turn 30. And then right. you know, here we are in the middle of a pandemic. So I a was like, I'm a whole pandemic. <laughs> so I was like, of course, I'm not going to have a fancy dinner. I'm not going to be able to travel. I'm not going to be able to do all these things. But what can I do during this time in order for me to still feel fulfilled, to still mm. feel accomplished, but then also do what I do, which is you know, encourage conversation and healing. So 
I had I have many journals, shall I say, but I never feel complete. Like when I'm when I'm writing in and I'm like, okay, yeah. I have a blank canvas, but I need some guidance. Like what is specifically can I put on these pages to encourage healing within not only myself, but other people. So I decided to create an experience with From the Concrete and base it on three words that I hold dearly uh, daily in my everyday life and growth, which are heal, deal, and elevate. It's yes. so simple, but it packs a punch when it comes down to actually <laughs> releasing and tending to these things. So I broke the journal up into uh, those three sections. I think healing, of course, is important because you have to deal with the junk. You have to right. let go of the weight. You have to acknowledge that that pain, that trauma, the trauma of the inner child, the trauma of the current child, like Ooh. all of that is still there. And in order for you to take those next steps and not drag that baggage with you, you have to acknowledge like there's no more, oh, poor me. Like you have right. to deal with this, take accountability for, you know, your situation and just the role that you play. Like it, it, people, I can be honest here on here. Yes, you can. Say, <laughs> people have not always hurt me. Sometimes I've hurt me too. Okay. okay. Yes. Through decisions, through sometimes staying in situations too long, I've played a role in my hurt as well. So through the healing section of my journal, you're able to forgive others, but also forgive yourself. Mm. Like let it go. Like you're uh, you're you're human, girl. Like you know you you yeah. done some things, but you also grown tremendously. But acknowledge that it's there and heal okay healing is so important a lot of people want to rush to success but you need to heal that mess first <laughs> you okay. know for success you got to heal the mess okay so, oh, that's a shirt that's a shirt that's man. a shirt well, I, I need that's that shirt. yes so <laughs> healing 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 is the first section and then dealing the way i look at it is you have these cards in front of you these are the cards you've been dealt what are you going to mm -hmm. do with it are you going to mm -hmm. fold are you going to keep playing the blame game? Are you going to mm. say, well, my friends don't reshare my posts? You know, my mom, Child. my daddy was never there. Like, okay, we get it. And yes, we have a certain empathy for you. But again, like we said, life is always happening to us. What are you going to do with your current situation so that you can flip this and, turn, and change the narrative? Like, yes. I don't want people to look at my life and my legacy and be like, oh, that poor thing. No, she had a rough start. She had some things happen to her. But look at what she made out of herself. We have to exactly. deal. We have to deal in order for us to elevate, of course, which is the last part. Heal, deal, and now you can elevate. Now you can go get that happily ever after. Like, let's go for it, you know? So, yeah. I love that. I really do. I think it's important for you to definitely heal first, deal, and then elevate. But that dealing part, mm -hmm. that's the part where people get stuck. That one Medea movie, I think it was Medea Goes to Jail. Okay. And um, she was in the jail cell talking to the younger girls. And this one girl was like, but you don't know what he did to me. You don't know what he did. My daddy, my dad. And Medea said something to the effect of, okay but where is your dad now like he's gone on doing whatever he's doing and you still here dealing with this hurt mm -hmm. and I was probably like 17 when I watched that and that hit me dead in my heart because I was like yeah I'm I'm walking around here like woe is me oh you don't know what they did and what they said and but okay now what you know now we, we we've acknowledged that this has happened what are you gonna do about it you know not to minimize anyone's 
feelings of trauma or anything like that. But once you've acknowledged that it happened, even in therapy, if you're not going to acknowledge it and, and sort of try to move on from it, then what are you going to therapy for? Exactly. You know, so that dealing is very important and very powerful. When are, when are we going to be able to get these books, this journal? Cause I need one. Yeah. So it's currently <laughs> out. I just released it. Um, a few weeks ago and it has five stars already on amazon so i'm yes. really excited about that we need to keep <laughs> it up keep it up so it's available on amazon again from the concrete reflection and planning journal when you uh type it in you know of course tupac is going to be first because he's the okay. originator of a rose from a concrete and i was actually you know i love tupac i've always loved tupac um i, I love the poetic element of him yes yes writer to you know just for writers and people who appreciate like creative expression and art it's just like it's hard not to just love that that part of him and so a rose that grew from a concrete is I think probably my label like if anybody can stamp a saying on my life it's like man this is how she started it was rough you know she's a parent of divorce I mean a, a product of divorced parents you know she went through verbal abuse she is a single mother but blossoming honey my my child is amazing okay. you know she had you know experienced loss but she grew and she made oh it was beautiful you know <laughs> so yeah so yeah amazon you'll see tupac and you'll see me so <laughs> i'm excited for that i gotta go ahead and get on amazon and order my book neil because i already know they're gonna sell out girl yes it's 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 amazing immediately and yeah you know, a lot of people don't realize that they need the importance of releasing i um on my other two projects so dear king is a children's book and then my first book uh that Terry actually designed, my best friend Terry, uh, the little pink book. I always have a section for journaling, reflection. You do. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like people think that you have to be a writer to write. No, writing is about releasing. It's about mm. getting all the, sometimes you're not going to meet up face to face with the person you need closure from. Sometimes that person's long gone, like you said, with the Medea uh, movie, that scene. But you still need to get that out. Right. And maybe you can't find the words to say, but you can write it down and close that chapter, you know? Yes. So I always try and make that ex that an experience with everything that I publish and put out. Yeah, and I mean, it's working because when you speak about your Dear King book, I cried like a little baby reading oh. that book. It was so special. And I don't even have kids yet, but I'm like, my baby go read this book when I have a kid. It's yeah. going to be super lit. So why don't you just give them a quick just overview of where they can find you and everything? Because, like, this is not the end for Kiara and Sue, okay? Absolutely so. Not. Let them know they can find you, girl. Yes, yes, yes. So you're going to have to share me with Kiara, Terry, and all these other people <laughs> <laughs> you hear me talking to. But we have room in our village, um, for sure. Um, you can find me um, at Seal the Writer. Everything is sealed. So S-I-L-TheWriter.com is my website. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is Seal the Writer. So it's very simple to remember. Um, it's kind of catchy, too still the writer it is yeah. it is I love it I love it yeah so yeah just follow me as you can see I'm very open very transparent I love connecting with people and I talk a lot so you want to talk just just hit up my DMs <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yes, and we live for the transparency. So thank you so much, Sil, for joining us today. Y'all, you better get the Hill Deal and Elevate book because it will sell out on Amazon, period. And leave a review. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you.